Namaste, beautiful goddesses. Welcome back to my podcast, Teach, Travel, Talk. I'm Marvelous Megan, and I'm here to empower and guide you beautiful queens to have a happy, healthy, successful life that you all deserve. I want you to become the powerful unicorn, goddesses, and queens you were always meant to be, that we all are meant to be. Welcome back for this Tuesday's Teachable Moments. I can't wait to share this amazing talk I had with two incredible unicorn goddesses. I got the chance to be a part of Yana's Unicorn Talks. You may remember her from last Tuesday's podcast. I got the chance to be part of her Unicorn Talks, which happen every Wednesday. The details will be in the show notes below. If you feel like diving deep into healing yourself, I highly suggest you come to these. Yana is a life coach and I can't wait for her to create her own courses because she is an inspirational woman that everyone needs in their life. This podcast is marked as explicit because we didn't watch our mouths this time around, but I hope you enjoy the content. We covered a lot in this chat, but I think the main vibe is conquering our fear through mindfulness and I hope you take away some teachable moments that can help you in your daily life. It's, it's scary to think about it. And I don't want to go into, as my husband refers to it, conspiracy theories. Uh, but at the same time, there there's always a lot more to what's going on. There's always a lot more to what's being said. I mean, uh, right, in every conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not here to talk about stuff that doesn't mean... Right. <laughs> right? I, I stay away from it. I don't even talk about it. I'm like, take it somewhere else. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm like, you want to talk about like growth and stuff? Right. Hey, I'm here. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, and that's the thing. Like at the same time, the reason why I don't express fear uh-huh. with conversations like that, even with my partner, is because what is the point of me expelling all of that energy and draining myself? And because no matter how much we prepare for something, yeah, it doesn't even happen. Right. So we worry about it before it happens. It's the same thing when it comes to doing the exams. We've all been there. And how much energy do we actually end up losing and feeling drained and tired and exhausted? And when the exam comes, it's like, why was I worrying so much about this? This is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh my gosh, yep, yep, I can relate to that so much. This last week, I did a lot of stuff that I feared, and it was just like, why did I fear that? Like, oh my gosh, I should have just done it sooner. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so how do you treat, treat fear, Megan? Oh, I look it in its face, and I say, let's go. <laughs> I do, I mean, but that's why I, like, continue traveling by myself and everything, so it's just, why let that stop me from living my life? All the bad things can happen, whatever I'm doing, wherever I am. So it's why stop my life and put it on hold? And I feel like that's why, I mean, the government and all of the world is doing this right now is to gain control over us because fear is yeah. such a, a thing that you need to control people because if they fear it, then they look for other people to do stuff for them. And a lot of us don't face our fears and we don't go after them and be like hey it's okay that i fear this but i'm not gonna let it hold me back i'm gonna actually do that thing you know oh yeah yeah 
That's a great point because like the government using fear to control us because I honestly can't even think of anything else that allows other people have control of other people other than fear because when we are in fear when we are in that mode the system starts to shut down and we feel helpless so we will reach that hand out and take any help that will be given to us mm-hmm. and with everything that's going on we always said that there's going to be World War III. Now, everyone automatically assumed that it would be the same way as it was before, physical, mm-hmm. as we are actually already in the war, and it is a war of information. Yep, mm-hmm. I believe. Like like the book, uh, 1984. The oh, yes. I'm reading that right now. <laughs> are you? Oh, I read it a couple months ago. So good. Such a great book. Oh, my goodness. Hell, yeah. <laughs> but isn't it scary? Yeah. Like, and that was written when? Mm-hmm. In 1984. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. are now in 2020 living with the words that had been written. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? I mean, if you read it and understand what is actually being said and what's actually not being said as well, Mm -hmm. because to me, a lot of the reading in that book is intuitive reading, Mm. right? Um, And that's why, like, reading it, to me, be, I'm a crier. Me too. I will come right out and say it, I'm a crier, I'm very sensitive, I feel too deeply and uh, the names that I've been given one of them that really sticks with me and used to hurt and doesn't anymore was drama queen uh whereas I mean oh I embrace my drama queen I'm like I am (laughs) (laughs) there you go and then that way yeah no no power Yana unless you give them power exactly the power I want Mm -hmm. right not what you're trying to do with them so in reading that book I would read and I would just, my heart would physically hurt because yeah. I feel like I'm there mm-hmm. um, and, and it hurts. Watching shows, same thing. I mean, watching the news out. is the worst. I, I, yeah, I can't watch the news. I can't, no. And it's funny because, like, yeah. even my family, it's like they believe so much into it. And it's like, okay, but first of all, those doctors that they're getting to speak are, they're only finding the ones that agree with them. It's like, yeah. but they're never going to find someone that's opposing. So, of course, you believe all of what you hear on the news, but you're not going and seeing, okay, let's say the Democrat Party and their controlled news is saying this narrative, but if you go on the other side, then they tell you a completely different story. And it's, can we just think for ourselves? And I, I fear like this for Americans. And when I come back here and it's just how brainwashed we are and how much we let the government and let everything else control us. You should probably take control of your life, guys. Just a little bit. Right. Little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to the book, the 1984 mm-hmm. novel, where two minutes of hate. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and I mean, my husband and I will also watch that documentary about this guy who used to be, um, he used to be an actor and do stunts and then he got hurt. And then, I mean, that's where he learned what the TV is all about, how there's basically messaging in there that people are not even fully understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 
TV itself, especially like news channels, are controlled. They are controlled. That's why they, they call can... it a TV program. <laughs> yeah, television. Yep. Right? Um, and then... Um, Ooh, I like that one. That just clicked. Yeah, they're telling you a vision. Ooh. They're programming you without actually fully... Uh, you fully understand it, that you're being programmed. Pay attention to Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Why, part, pardon me, and I know some people might get sensitive about it, but I understand it and I see it. Children that were watching Simpsons growing up pretty much guarantee especially men, that they are alcoholics or addicts of some sort. Women that grew up watching The Simpsons became Marge, caregiver, like giving everything they can and forgetting about themselves and then ending up with hair falling out and ending up in an institution. Yeah, I never right? even thought about that, yeah. Watching it, they are either Bart or they're Lisa mm -hmm. or they're Maggie who are just silently watching and observing. And that show has been going on for how many years? A long time. Oh, wow. It's a long time. I don't even know. Like, this <laughs> since before I was born. My parents yeah. were awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I love The Simpsons. Right. But at the same time, I am, I see what is being programmed, but how we're being programmed. Yeah. And also... How we're being programmed is also our choice that we don't even realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the same thing with the show Sister Sister. I don't know if you guys watched. Oh, that. I it's loved Sister Sister. <laughs> but when I was watching it, there was like things like for me, I have like in the past, binge eating was really rough. But mm -hmm. I realized watching it, like they like when you're upset, they would go straight to food. When uh, anything would happen, it was like food, 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 and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I watched that and I saw that, and that like got programmed in. It's like The Simpsons. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the only truth that we get to hear is from people online, like, yeah. like, like us. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Uh, that's why, like, the last few weeks I've just been unprogramming myself. I'm, I'm not going to watch anything. I'm not even going to be on social media because I just need to focus on myself. And for me, it's hard to come back here to America because I'm, my brain has too much information and I start to go crazy. My life is on like fast forward here and it's like when I'm away like, everything's just chill and you know calm and like, I'm never on my phone like I never use my phone I'm always doing something but when I'm here it's like I get consumed by it and I'm like, I can't do it anymore I need to so I do I unplug and I've been I've been dancing in my room because I'm have you guys read Paulo Coelho's books? No. You should. He's amazing. He's a spiritual writer. But yeah, so I started reading one of his and it was talking about this girl who gets in tune with dancing and stuff. And I'm like, you know, actually, I love dancing and I haven't done that in a really long time. So I've just been putting on my music and I just dance in my room. I'm like, I got this. So it's been like oh, nice yeah. to just unwind and doing stuff that I love. I started drawing again. I've been trying to write in my journal every day and not touch my phone. That's exactly what I mean that we are in the war mm -hmm. of the time of information overload. Mm -hmm. That you go on any social platform or even on the internet, the infinite web, mm -hmm. um, that you are instantly bombarded with so much information coming at you and 
consciously it's overwhelming mm-hmm. but what also many people might not even be aware of is that subconsciously even though you're scrolling through the news feed every single word is registered in that back of the attic mm-hmm. it's filed and filed and that is where the humans start to experience overwhelm and anxiety and depression because and all the other feelings of even guilt and shame and all of that because all that information gets registered mm-hmm. now they're not consciously aware of it but the body is so therefore they start to feel those feelings of I'm not good enough right um or depending on what information that got registered in there there is going to be I want to say repercussions to it that's what that comes to mind even though I don't fully know what that word means. Repercussions, like, kind of consequences, like, something happens. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, the effect of the cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you were living in the moment when you were traveling. That's what, that's what I heard, that Mm -hmm. you were just doing, and you were being, and you were experiencing things, Mm -hmm. and then now, all that is taken away, and you're forced to sit, Mm-hmm. And look at the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one reason why I love posting my daily, like, poetry, like, quotes. Because of that mm-hmm. subconscious, people mm-hmm. are seeing it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, in there. And that's something I started with when the the pandemic started was I got into writing. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, flows out of me. I'm just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you know, Yana, I am up to 273 that I've written so far. Pages. Yeah, uh, no, poems Poem. slash inspirational <gasps> quote. Yeah. Nice! Yay! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's just been my, my outlet too. And then I just, I just love sharing the positive words that I learn and create. I agree. Yeah. We all need to help each other. But not get consumed by other people's problems. Exactly, yes. Gotta put that shield on. Yeah. Like, no. Not mine. Return to sender. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Seeing out of the story is also can be difficult, can be challenging, but that is also the biggest key to our own survival mm-hmm. and mental health. Because if we get into somebody else's story and we allow their story to become our story, mm-hmm. I mean, I have enough stories of my own. That's another overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Having all those thoughts cloud in your brain. You're just like, ah, that's why, like, uh, Megan, you are saying you journal. And I journal, too, and I just find that I'm able to, like, my brain will be like, like just thoughts, and then all of a sudden I journal. It's just like, ah, oh, calm. Because mm-hmm. you just you let it go. You let it transform into different yeah. thing. And that's what sometimes I've been teaching, like, my family. I'm like... Talk to yourself in the mirror because when you speak it, you're allowing it to let go. But you have to find that form that you like. And I like all different forms, so I do all of them. But you'll find something that resonates with you. Um, And I find it hard for people to do that because they feel like if they speak it, if they write it, it's true or whatever. And it's like, but it's in your head constantly. You're constantly thinking about it. And our brains don't know the difference between past, present, anything so when you are thinking about something bad your body thinks that it's happening right then and there so then you know maybe it's a fear thing and then your body starts like hurting 
and everything. It's like, so we have to learn to be more mindful and be more present. And, you know, my family are learning to do that. And each day they come to me, they're like, holy God, I didn't know how hard it is to be mindful. I'm like, yeah, because it's an every single second daily thing. Like, you never stop being mindful. But it, it does get easier because it's like a habit. When you constantly do something, you're going to start being more aware of it. But it is hard for us to be aware of ourselves. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the hardest part. But mm-hmm. once you push through that barrier, it's just like, oh, oh like, yep. wrinkles and the <laughs> shining. And you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you're able to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Because up until that point, you're not living in the moment. You are either in the past or you are in the future. Yeah. And whether you are thinking of the past or planning for the future, you are experiencing all of those feelings and emotions in the now and it takes away from you in the now and it's like <clears throat> when something traumatic happen to, happens to us in our in our past we're talking about it now again like you said Megan that the body doesn't know and the mind doesn't know if it's actually happening now or not it actually ends up happening to us right then and there. So we relive it every time we go there. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, if we really want to relive something, we can choose what we focus on. We can choose to relive all the good parts. Like for me, for example, um, I like to I like to ask myself questions and coach myself through things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the best thing. I love it. <laughs> feeling lost or disoriented and overwhelmed i i like to think and kind of of remind myself and bring back what is my favorite part of my childhood that really stuck with me that i would love to relive right now and pretty much all the time and I, i i pay attention that every time it was always outside every time it was you're climbing the tree because it does change from moment to moment. So climbing the tree or chasing snakes or catching mice on the street. Yeah. Um, or it would be riding a bike, mm-hmm. right? Um, or it would be climbing this abandoned building that used to be a slaughterhouse. So there's always some other parts. And me going there, I get to relive it and feel the fire. And the joy that I felt as a child, mm-hmm. and I get to feel it in the now, instead of me sitting here and thinking and going through losing my twins, yeah, or losing the dog, or losing jobs, or losing friends. And I mean, I don't want to focus on loss mm-hmm. because it hurts, and I don't want to feel the pain and the hurt. Mm-hmm. I want to feel joy. Yeah, and there is actually quite a difference between happiness and joy Mm -hmm. happiness can be taken away it's fleeting whereas joy is permanent and when we when we have access to joy we're able to experience it in any given moment in time yes i I know i just hopping in i love joy i'm i do this practice with abundant joy every day and i'm going on nine weeks so i resonate with that joy statement a hundred percent i'm like yes <laughs> so how would you guys love to have more joy in your life oh yeah it's always 
always the best, the best feeling, yeah. Point where it's like, I need to stop getting in my emotions and letting them consume me, because uh, I do do that a lot, um, but grand, I was just on my period, so sometimes I, I allow myself to sit in my emotions a little more than usual, because I'm like, I am going through a lot, so I don't get mad at myself. I'm like, it's okay, just go, but when we're done, we need to move on from it. So, you've been saying, I've been doing that, like, when I'm dancing, I've been putting on music that um, makes me think of when I was traveling, and then I go back there, and I just, like, relive that happy moment, but even right now, being here, I'm cool, but I get a new chance with my family, I get to build these new connections, I get to teach them how to communicate, teach them how to be mindful, just teach them all these great things, and I'm glad that they're open to it now. So it's great. I'm glad that I can come back here and find the joy within my family because my family was definitely a lot of my trauma from the past. So now being able to clean the slate and start over new and, you know, teach them also about boundaries and how to implement them and that it's not a bad thing to have boundaries, you know, and it's not a bad thing to talk about your boundaries or to communicate those things, which I think people have such a bad, no, but I can't have boundaries. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even if it's your mama, your daddy, whoever it is, yeah, you need boundaries. <laughs> They're very important for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. to have because if we don't have boundaries people mm-hmm. will, will will walk all over us i'm sure we all heard that mm-hmm. people will take advantage because they they think and they understand that you allow it mm-hmm. because you have not spoken in the words that you want to speak so if you want to set those boundaries set them Right. Don't hold back. And yes, I understand it can be challenging to speak uh, those boundaries and share them because we all fear of the other person's ego and how that ego, when it is hurt, it will. Uh, you know? yeah. Yeah. So we understand that. And that's why, because we've set boundaries in our past before. And we automatically assume that it's going to happen again mm-hmm. when we set those boundaries. But when we expressed them before, perhaps we didn't know how to do that. And now we get to do it in a whole new way mm-hmm. and help people to understand more of who we are mm-hmm. and not cross that line. Or even like, because uh, lately um, with my grandma, she is 88 years old. But I'm really proud of her. She has changed a lot. But it's funny because sometimes I'll talk to, like, let's say my mom about it. And she's like, oh, she's never going to change. And I'm like, see, but that's the thought of thinking that no one is ever going to change. And thinking that just because of how old they are. We are all capable of changing no matter how old we are, whatever we are, what part of life we are in. But you having that negative connotation to hey, she's old, so she's never going to change. Okay, well, I could say the same about you, but you are also changing. So it's like, give people, you know, that chance to prove you wrong. And if they can't, then okay, we can say, hey, they're not in a, a moment of change, but some people are willing and accepting. And for me, I just put slivers in my family's head until they're finally accepting of it. And I'm like, all right, we're there now. <laughs> Yeah, you plant those seeds. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. I, I completely, 
agree. I do that with my family. I actually homeschool my son. Um, he's four, and I do personal development with him. So I, like, practice him. He does deep breathing. When he's upset, he stops and takes a deep breath. And then he'll tell me, okay, what's going on? Um, Good, yeah, Mama. so I'm always trying to, trying to like, implement it now. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. if I could have known this when I was younger, man. I can only imagine how my life would have like ended up being. Of course, I love everything that happened to get me to this point. Mm -hmm. But you know, you get what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It'd and it's funny better. for me. I just think about that. Like, I'm not a mom yet, and there's a reason why I haven't. Because I'm like, I want to be that person that I needed when I was younger, and I want to have those skills that I think I should have had when I was younger and what I needed. You know. But I'm yeah. very proud of you. That's awesome that you do that with your son. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I uh, I don't know. It just started one day, and I was like, you know what? This is a thing. This is happening. This is a subject. <laughs> it should be. It should be taught to all kids yeah. how to be mindful yeah. and how to control themselves in those moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was doing this thing where what really got me to the point where I was like, I got to do something else was he would start yelling at me screaming back and I'm like okay we gotta find something else to do here because this isn't gonna work the crying isn't gonna help because I'm not getting down to what's going on and he also journals a little bit too I have him draw pictures and he'll tell me like what I'll ask him, what, what's going on in this picture and I've uncovered some things that were really upsetting for him and when I was able to explain you know like kind of the whole personal development growth stuff and he's just like oh okay and it like I, I saw the change and I was just like, wow, all right, cool. <laughs> and it, see, and so I teach kids and stuff, but it's like we don't give kids enough credit. We don't. They are smart little human beings. They oh pick goodness, up. Yeah. They are sponges. And it, get them when they're young. Teach them all this stuff. You think that they're not capable of it, but they are capable. Even at four, three, yeah. they will right. know. I mean, yeah, this just shows me. I'm like, okay, cool. So now, like, his friends, like, with their parents' permission, I'll kind of be able, I'll be like, can I, like, kind of work with them, like, during an upsetting time? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And trying to give everyone some love, I guess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think yeah. kids need more love. I really do. I think oh, when people become parents they forget that aspect of it it's more of again like I need to control them I need to make them into what I want to make them and it's like no you are there to be a guide you are there to help them you're not there to make them into what you want them to be we're there to be their students because yes. our children are here because we have chosen them before we were born and they have chosen us to come and teach us lessons and yet here we are as parents trying to control and teach them what we want them to be what they should be doing what they shouldn't be doing and we don't allow them to be themselves and like both of you basically expressed is that they're very smart they know they know how to play the game they know how to get what they want from who they want so one example um i can't remember somebody shared with me that so mother has a daughter and the daughter is sitting down she dropped the toy behind her back and she's whining and crying yelling to her mom get it get it get the toy i don't know where it is get me my toy right and this 
like the way that she expresses herself as a nine month old okay so the mother tells her it's behind you get it yourself so she looks back to see the toy and looks forward and still cries to ask for it so the daughter right there just expressed that she understands what the mother says that it's behind you mm-hmm. now we think that children don't understand these things because they're too little and too stupid mm-hmm. but they're not mm-hmm. yeah. but that she right there shows that that little girl wants attention not that she wants that toy. toy yeah, yeah. exactly that's really awesome Megan that you work with kids though I do I just wanted to say that I love that that's awesome <laughs> Thank you. yeah actually I'm starting um, I'm just waiting for my license but I'll be working with like autistic kids So teaching them how to like implement new behaviors and and it's great because I was actually telling Yana they they make you look at words differently. We were talking about the word consequence we think you know is always a bad thing and no it actually is just getting them to change their behavior and most of these consequences are good things you know it's giving them something or taking away something but they're like we don't look at it as a bad thing. Right. My uh, youngest brother is, uh, he's mildly autistic, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I worked with him a lot growing up because I was the sister, so I babysat, but that's awesome. Oh, I love that. that that's your passion. Oh. <laughs> no, I do because I actually want to homeschool my kids. That's always been my dream um, because, sorry, F the school system. Um, they teach them shit. Yes. And I would rather teach my kids what they should know about the world. Um, and again, I, I want to pull on their strengths. So if you're super good at math, then focus on math, okay? You want to focus on music. Whatever you want to do, you can do that. And I don't think we do that enough. Right. Yeah, I took this the pandemic and they're like, oh, we're going to do, you know, at home learning. I'm like, ooh, I get a, I get the for sure to do my homeschool because my husband's like, I don't know about homeschool. I think he should be in school. And I'm like, but I want to homeschool him. Like, I want to teach him everything. I want him to know, to learn everything that I think he should learn or that he should learn. Mm-hmm. Um, being where I am now um but yeah so it just was that red that, that green flag like go ahead do it so I've been doing that <laughs> good I know it's tough it's tough teaching kids but yeah. you got well, this actually before our call we had we did school we did about an hour of school work so yeah and he does really well he listens we have to have our little moments like okay we're doing school now so let's pay attention follow directions and wait you said he's <laughs> four though right yeah, he's four. We do preschool stuff. So oh, it's okay. like we have this uh, this big preschool book that we do stuff with. And then he has some apps on his tablet we'll, we'll do. Or I got flashcards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've learned teaching four-year-olds, change what you are doing every 15 minutes. Even okay. shorter than that. Like, their attention span is just... I mean, they'll learn a lot, but they need to keep going to different things and moving so uh, um i can send you some things that i've done with uh, my kids that you just make them start moving because like does he read yet yeah uh, he's 
he's like sometimes it's yeah. like a small sentence he can he actually started to read Humpty Dumpty today because it was Ooh. in his book it was a nursery rhyme so he just started to read the first like the first sentences and then was like I don't know what this is so we'll we'll repeat it I'll say it and then he says it and then yeah. we'll go through the words and do that but I would love that information oh yeah. thank you I yeah of course it. definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so teach my kids at home no. <laughs> no. No. Maybe it's because they are older, seven years old, and 11 years old, pretty much. So they are their own person. I mean, they always are from birth, but they are very opinionated. Um, they know what they want. They know what they don't want. They will speak up. They will fart. They will argue. They love technology. They love playing video games and sitting down still for my son. It has always been challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think kids should have to sit. I... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I mean, holding a laptop and him jumping and... I mean, he plays video games, like, very actively. He yeah. jumps as he plays. He does not I sit like it. still. I, I mean, I don't mind it, but um, we are doing the basement and my husband fi finished the ceiling and about... Needless to say, the ceiling is cracked. Uh-oh. So, luckily the basement is not fully done. So he will be fixing the ceiling in a little spot, and it's in the spot where the, our son Ethan was jumping in the living room. It's behind the wall, that's so I'm pointing that way. So I'm not pointing at the mirror, I'm just pointing behind <laughs> the walls, just in case. I'm not crazy. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Um, we all are. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, oh, and yeah. then he had to sit down because when COVID hit and they had to sit down and do all the stuff on laptop, and he, he might be seven years old, but he is a lot more advanced when it comes to he doesn't do this kitty stuff mm. he doesn't do this he even calls them this baby games he's like I don't want to play these baby games I don't like them Be and I'm looking at it and I'm seeing how he plays I mean he plays um, Fortnite I'm sure you guys know what that is he plays Fortnite yeah. um, he played a Call of Duty a couple of times with my husband and he kicks my husband's ass <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he plays Minecraft, so his mind is a lot more advanced. And this is where I do love video games because they advance their mind. He he reads beyond his grade, even words yeah. of a teacher, and he reads very well. Now, in terms of writing, it's a little bit different because his writing is usually typing on devices, not on paper. So he needs to prove his writing and. <laughs> Um, so there, there's that, but again, having him to sit down mm. on the laptop and do the stuff that he does not enjoy. He loves math, mm. so he'll do that no problem, but anything else, um, baby-like stuff, mm. he won't do it. And I mean, we're all the same way. When we don't like something, we don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should teach him how to journal. Maybe he would like that to get him to write. Or you could just be like, hey, you should write me stories every week. Oh, yeah, like make me some stories. Yeah. You know, about it, like his video games. Hey, write me what you did in your video games today. I might actually ask him that today to introduce that to him. But 
based on what I know of him and how he is, mm-hmm. it's too slow. He's very fast paced. Mm-hmm. Well, then just um, make them short stories, you know, like they don't have to be long. Um, I remember one of my favorite English classes, the teacher only taught us to write short stories because you have to be more clear and precise with your words you know like you you're not filling in with all this extra stuff so for him you can just be like hey give me a an update on you know your favorite video games or give me a review on your video games you know like something that just gets him writing a little bit but something that he finds fun and that he enjoys doing that's a great idea i didn't even think of it like that because we so far have been Uh, we would write a sentence for him and then he would have to write that sentence and i mean again he doesn't enjoy doing that because it's not in his realm his likes yeah yeah so uh, see if that helps find some you know good idea mental right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta find stuff that they like to do i had these two kids that were about that age they hated learning but they loved for some reason doing like crossword puzzles and like yeah really really word searches and I'm like well you guys are really bad at spelling so I'm actually gonna make you guys do this and they loved it they were like so they'd be like in there paying attention and doing them and I'm like okay so this works Nice. Yeah, I'm lucky. Uriah, that's my son. He loves schoolwork. Like, he'll come up to me and be like, schoolwork, it'll be 10 o'clock at night. I'll be getting him ready for bed. And he'll be like, let's see some schoolwork. And I'm like, we'll do some tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. So I got lucky, I, I feel. <laughs> I got blessed with some. I, I think he got but, it from you because you yourself spend a lot of time in personal development and learning. Yeah. Every day you sit down and you learn and you learn and you learn. Yeah. He might be paying attention because he's playing his stuff, but he still is paying attention. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. You can thank yourself for that. I've got myself There you go. Man, this is such a great call. I'm so glad that we're doing this. I love this. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm not trying to think of... What could we call this for a topic? And it's quite literally like ping pong going everywhere, like spider web, spider web conversations. It has nothing to do with spiders or the web. But you're going down deep where those cobwebs are, you know? Oh, like, I like that. But it's like all over the place. We're talking about like everything and anything and that's why i find it challenging but isn't it great though because they all connect though to each other right so like at the core of it they're they're all interconnected i feel like to me every conversation that i have with anyone it always comes back to being and Mm -hmm. living in the moment Mm -hmm. but i can't call every single video and every single podcast that I mean, I, I guess you could, but... Yeah, you could just have, like, an <laughs> overall name for it, just... What was the name you told me in, in Messenger? Your, what was it? The Red Room? Oh, so, yeah, because I'm thinking of calling um, this line of podcasts with... Because I have one where um, I talk with... Um, right now, it's Rachel. Uh, so, IPEC Coach Graduates. Mm-hmm. Because... And I call, I call that podcast Energy Ninja podcast right all of this is going to be called unicorn talk 
Ooh, I like nice. it. I like that. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, and the idea came to me. Uh, I listened to TED Talks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, TED Talk. Unicorn Talk. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Talk. Let's do this. And part of the Unicorn Talk will be Wednesday Heal the Unicorn chats. Yeah. And the other Unicorn Talk will be the one-on-one -on -one conversations. Yeah. And it goes all in the same um, in the same place, but under the umbrella of Empath Unicorn Academy. Mm -hmm. Right. And it comes down to, because one of the things that I am an, a huge advocate for is multiple stream income. Mm, yes, yes, right? I agree. Completely. And there's so many ways of how to create that. And mm. I'm in the process of, um, I have I have one and I'm creating another one and I have another one and, and continue to be creating these again, mm -hmm. spider webs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It goes all over the place and it sometimes might seem like they have nothing to do with each other, but at the same time they do. They are all connected. Yeah. Everything that we create, everything that we do every single day is connected to everything else, right? And what we do, like the ideas that we come up with, like, so for example, podcast. For me, I came up with the idea of doing a podcast right after I heard the very first podcast, which was, um, it was called, I think, Being Alive or something like that. It was a zombie podcast. Love it. Uh, it was so good. My husband introduced me to it. It was unsafe. And so I listened to it. And from that point on, I'm like, I want to do my own podcast. Nice. Had nothing to do with zombies. Yeah. But that was like five years ago. Or, or four years ago. Doesn't matter when it was. I know it was like, it feels like eons ago. And that seed was planted. And little by little, I started basically recognizing that it's already happening without me being fully aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just catching on to, to, this, to, to this happening. Right? Mm -hmm. right? And I know, Megan, you started your podcast. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear how, when did it all start for you and how did everything connect? So that is really funny because, so when I was living in Malaysia, that's actually the first ever time I recorded one was. Um, because I had, everyone's like, you should do one. And I'm like, okay. And I did it. Um, but I was also working like two other jobs. So I, you know, and I wasn't like consistent. I was like, mm, I still don't know like what I would want it to be about or, you know, all of this stuff. And then when I just came back here, I started listening to podcasts again. So I'm like, again, I'm trying to get away from, I'm like, if I am on my phone, it's either going to be podcasts or I'm listening to music. Okay. Those are the two things. So yeah, I've just been listening to it and it came back again. Like people were like, it's the easiest thing you should do it. And I'm like, you know, I should. Cause like, I do like, um, like videos and stuff, but it was just, I'm not very good at editing videos and all that stuff with this. It's super easy to edit. You just delete, you know, and it's super easy and quick. And why I chose anchor was again, they, they put your podcast out to like every single platform so you don't have to and it's super easy they have a lot of those musics they have transitions it was just a super easy platform for me that a lot of other people had recommended so yeah and then i was just like, okay well i'm not doing that and i feel like podcasts will just be super easy because i have 
amazing conversations with so many of my friends around the world and they're all inspirational and I'm like I would love for other people to hear um you know these but yeah I mean that's where I'm at so I think yeah you should definitely um look into it and again I bought this little thing on Amazon and it's super small so it's a portable one what is it? it's a microphone Oh, yeah nice. so and it just because obviously I travel so it just folds up I have it on but it folds up and you can just take it everywhere so How cool. yeah so, nice. yeah yeah my husband does uh, tattoo talk it's a podcast and I that's something that's really cool to see because I'm like we always are looking for like the best like microphone so cool thank you yeah but no what kind uh, I can send you it, um, or I'll send it to Yana and she can send okay. it to you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Because right now I don't know what it is. Because it looks like it, the sound is great on your end and stuff, so it seems like it works really, really well. It's called <laughs> oh, you, Samson. You can listen to, because um, Megan tagged me in sharing of her podcast that her and I did, so go and listen to it and check it out and that's why i was like "Ooh, anchor i have never heard of it mm -hmm. oh anchor's amazing mm -hmm. brian uses anchor too mm -hmm. really? even, yeah he and you'll get um sometimes um sponsors like you'll get paid yeah. like if you say a commercial you'll get paid and if ever so many follows you foul, foul, as I yeah. <laughs> followers you get you get more for like yeah so there's a lot of options for anchor i definitely yeah, because i I just like because right now my fo my whole entire focus is on the workshop. Like we have day one pretty much ready to go. Just a few edits for the slides and um, the just like the talking points, mm -hmm. um, and then the worksheets. So just a few little touch-ups for day one, and then uh, for day two we pretty much have everything ready to go. But there's still things that I need to. Not that I need to, but I want to. Because, I mean, I'm more than capable of, and this was how we originally thought we were going to do it. Let's just hop on and talk to people. I'm like, mm, I would absolutely love that because that's my favorite thing to do. Just go on the fly and talk. Uh, that's why I love live videos. To me, that's my talk in the mirror, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love recording myself speak. Not necessarily listening to myself speak all the time, but again, expressing it and getting out of myself. That's my form of journaling because for me, writing things down, it, it does cause me quite a bit of anxiety. That's why I understand my son because yeah. it's too slow and that's why my writing goes like shorter and shorter and shorter and I shorten things and and I mean it just I'm like oh my god just move faster move faster my mouth moves faster right and my hand doesn't <laughs> um, but back to what I was talking about I next want to spend time figuring out the platform to use for the podcast Nice. After the workshop is done, because I mean, Monday is coming up, Tuesday is right there, um, and then it will be done. And this is where it's like, ah, I can breathe, and I want to focus on the podcast. And then the next scariest step in my life, and I know Bethany knows this, is I've been talking about it for a while, and now it's time to do, and that's to put together my own course. Yeah. You can and do it. You got even, like it. seeing it, 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 
hurts my heart because it's scary. But again, back to the beginning, the fear conversation. The fear? Yeah, let's go fish. Let's yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, to buy the hair and just run with it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, again, also, yeah. if we pay attention to how life takes us on this journey that I've been talking about creating my own courses for like three years now talking about it and planning about it and now that I started paying attention I'm like I've already gone through the training of what it's like to create one by having my webinar by doing my my videos by now preparing for the workshop I know what to do, mm-hmm. but that's where a lot of the fear was coming from, not knowing. And then, well, before I do that, I want to now, because I have a lot of podcasts to upload, mm-hmm. <laughs> them. Uh, but find that platform. And both of you, basically, Brian and, and you are using Anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so, universe is telling me something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, and yeah. I mean, as soon as you said Anchor, Megan, I was like, oh. Yeah, anchor. Yeah, <laughs> I love that word anchor. I really do. Because to me, like, there's also uh, sailors used to get tattoos for anchor, mm-hmm. and anchor would typically also have the bird on it, and it's the swallow's bird, right? Right, and that just indicated that they will always come home because the anchor will bring them home. Yeah. And hearing how you guys say that anchor is operating is anchor is the home. And your podcast is able to travel different distances across the mm-hmm. infinite web, the waters, and it always comes back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. See how the mind works. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, some people are like, oh my god, Yana, what the hell are you talking about? You're just not woke enough. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna plant this seed, and you, when you realize it, it's gonna be like, Bye. yeah. Yes, it will make sense, but the way it will make sense to that person, and this is where I used to, I used to take it personally, but I, not anymore, right? Because the way it will make sense to a person, it will be their own idea, mm-hmm. it will be their own thought, even though I know I was the first one to say it, and even then, I'm like, I am not going to take that victory away from them. I'm going to let them have it, because it happens quite often, because I'll say things in conversation, and then they'll come out and they say like it's their idea I'm like oh yes that is a great idea I am so happy you thought of that obviously without their sarcasm right now (laughs) but I cheer them on saying that it was their idea Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like when you're like oh well that was my idea that's the ego coming in you know and you're like oh my gosh like why can't you give me credit like yeah that's totally the ego like knock 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 hey (laughs) acknowledge me okay (laughs) yeah I'll be like (laughs) and then also like talking about energy because Bethany you've been through the law of being you know that this is also level two energy which is the fighter which is where the ego is really strong and as a fighter i need to win i must win which means you must lose and in mm-hmm. this example and i mean that's how i used to be like i said but i went through quite a bit of training right. in school and also myself and practicing and understanding of of the the whole concept of planting a seed mm-hmm. and that i don't need to 
to allow my ego to go in there and fight for what's mine where it was not even mine in the first place because guaranteed somebody else gave me that seat as well mm-hmm. and they were gracious enough not they were gracious enough to allow me to have that win so now that i'm looking at the time like ooh, we're oh. yeah we went past oh, well. we're having fun exactly how, how would you ladies like to wrap up today's chat yeah. Yeah. It's probably about that time. Yeah. But how would you like to actually do it? Oh, how? Oh, how? <laughs> That's what you were asking. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're like, how about? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> Should we say we're grateful for? I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. Now, you came up with the idea. Tell us three things you're grateful for. Number one, I am grateful for connection right here, our connection that we had today. <sighs> Two, for health because of all of our health is in good standing and three is for my self-love well i would definitely say of course i'm grateful that i met you yana and now i'm really really blessed that i met you bethany you guys are amazing and i'm really glad because i feel like i connect with you guys so much and you guys are on the same wavelength as me, so I love finding people that I can have those really deep connections with, and I've been missing that, so I appreciate both of you so much. I'm also really grateful that I am over here with my mom right now, so, <laughs> but it's really nice. I enjoy being here, and I can help her while I am here. And another thing I'm really grateful is finding myself right now again, um, getting connected with myself and finding those things that make me really have joy in life and doing those things yeah and that's what I'm grateful Love for it. <laughs> Love it. I, I appreciate this whole thing I'm so, like I I feel what feel you completely when you're like oh like I um, felt like I've known you for a while like you know like we've always mm-hmm. known each other I guess that's what I'm trying to come with got yeah. tongue tied in between your head <laughs> trying to come out so <laughs> <laughs> but I am so thankful for this. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, now, I can start with I am thankful for the intimacy that we all get to share here. Because, and the reason why I want to use that word is because many people don't un- understand what intimacy is. So, one of the viewers or listeners, Google it. Understand <laughs> what that word means? Google it. Google it. Google it. Google every word. Even Google the word trust, because some people don't fully understand what that means. But I am thankful for the intimacy that we have all shared here and the deep connection that we all created, and the sheer fact that you ladies are proof, all three of us are proof that unicorns exist. So that's the first thing that I am grateful and thankful for. The second thing is the ability to experience joy, like we all have expressed here very clearly many times over, and then the ability to access intuition, and which allows us to connect the dots. Love it. Love it. Oh, I love the grateful stuff. I want to give some love, appreciation, and thankfulness to Yana and Bethany for the deep conversation an intimate moment. I also want to take a moment to appreciate all of you listening today. 
I want us all to take a moment and say these words together. I am a goddess. I am a queen. I am a unicorn. I am powerful. I am magical. I am loved. I am the creator of my reality. I want you to remember these words throughout your day. And if you get caught up in your emotions or feelings, I want you to repeat these to yourself as many times until you truly believe in them. Because you should, because you are those things. I hope you beautiful queens, goddesses, and unicorns took away these teachable moments. I want you to sit and ask yourself, what in life brings me joy? And I hope you have the courage to do more things that bring you joy. Have a magical holiday season, and I can't wait for next Tuesday's teachable moments. Until next time, have a magical and blessed week. Namaste, everyone. Thank you.